so glad you could come this morning. Such a great day. And uh, well, I'm really believing that uh, God will speak to you this morning. Uh, just something I felt God has placed on my heart. And uh, interesting at this time, New Year's Eve. Oh, it's at the end of the year already. Yeah. End of year, the, this is, today is actually New Year's Eve and it's the 31st. But um, interesting, one of the things I was just thinking about is today is often a day where many people contemplate their life. Today specifically is a day that many people contemplate their life. They, can, they reflect on the year that has been and they reflect about the coming year. One of the big things that people, I believe, reflect on at this time of the year is change. Many people at this time of the year would be reflecting upon the past year, things that were good, things were not so good. And people today, many people will be making what, what I mean, New Year's resolutions. This year I promise to be a good person. <laughs> this year I promise to make my bed. This year I'm whatever. How many people you kind of made a New Year's resolution or even thinking about it? Maybe, no, not even. Okay. But you find that many people are looking to, at this time, they're looking, they reflect on their life, the year that has been, things that they hoped for, things that they thought they would get, things that they hoped they would do, but often things that they missed out on. One of the other things that people will often do is this, they'll often promise to make changes or they want their life to become meaningful, more meaningful in some way. For some people it could be, I need to go to the gym. For some people, they, they're dissatisfied with where they are in, in their life. They're wanting change. They're wanting the season ahead to be much more meaningful. They want their life to, to count for something. They're not always sure what they want, but they just want their life to count for something. They're often sick of what was has been, but they want something new. They're sick of carrying the, the excess weight around their life, and they're believing for something new. So for some reason, for so many people this today, they will be looking for something new. They'll be looking for transformation. They're looking to add some sort of value into their life. Not everyone is even sure of what kind of value that they want. They just know they want their life to be different in a better way. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm here today and I'm considering that. I've been considering that for the last week. I, my, my life is good, but I want my life to be better. There are things in my life that I'm believing for change. There are things in my life that I don't want anymore. There are things in my life that I want to add into my life. I want my life to change. I want my life to grow into, uh, into a place where I'm creating or my life is of, of, of a greater value. I mean, that's kind of a, a topic on its own, but all of us have a sense of intrinsic. We all have a, an intrinsic value in part of our life. Intrinsic value is something that is given by God and no one can take it away. It's value regardless of who you are, where you've come from. But there's also another sense of value, which is your, the value in which your life adds to the world around you. This is a different type of value. It's a value that makes your life count. It doesn't matter whether, it's a different set of value from intrinsic value. So people today are looking for something to make their life count. They're looking for some sense of added value into their life. And they're looking for one's a sense of transformation in some sort. And as I was starting to contemplate this, I felt the Lord speak to me again about the life of Jacob. If there's ever a person that went through a transformation in the Scripture, Jacob has got to be one of the most amazing examples. Jacob himself, uh, he, the, he started off his life known as a heel grabber, or the, even the word Jacob means a heel grabber, or one who leverages value of somebody else. Somebody who doesn't necessarily have a strong sense of, 
value themselves. So they get their value by their association or by taking it from somebody else. And so, so he was also known as a deceiver. But yet Jacob went through such a transformation process. There was nothing spectacular about his birth. There was nothing spectacular apart from the fact that his name was Deceiver. There was nothing else spectacular. There was no great uh, supernatural gift upon his life. It was just an average guy born to a great father. But yet, God used this man and transformed his life to the fact that even today, there is value and there is uh, controversy over his name. We know that the Bible, he went on a journey from uh, being called a deceiver or, or, or Jacob to somebody who leverages value of somebody else to going through a transformation of change to where his name became, is even changed to Israel and today his name still stands. Today even Israel, when you consider the nation of Israel, you consider the, 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 the value that has been added to the world because of the nation of Israel. It is ginormous. You'll find that there are inventions. You'll find that inventions in nearly every sector of society has come from out of the nation of Israel. All of that has come back to a person who started their life by the name of Jacob, who started their life as a heel grabber of somebody who deceives other people and who leverages their life from other people. So that's an incredible transformation. And I believe for today that and I was thinking about this, that I wonder if Jacob had any real idea how much his life would change. I wonder if Jacob had any real idea about the significance of the transformation that he would make, that he would journey on in his life. For me, I don't know. The decisions or the change or the transformation that I determine in my heart today, I really have no idea the eternal significance of those changes, of the effect of those decisions. The, 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 the fact that you'll make some decisions today will echo and it will shape the, the, the course of eternity. I don't think Jacob had any idea that the, the five, 6,000 years ago, the decisions that he made then would five or 6,000 years later affect our lives. I wonder what decisions that you could make at this particular time that could affect not just your own life, but affect the people immediately around you. But not only just affect the, media, the people immediately around you, but affect the city, affect the nation, affect nations. Eventually, Jacob grew to a point where he actually became a father of nations. Such was the significance of the change that he made in his heart. You may be here this morning, and you may be in your heart looking for a sense of change in your life, looking for a sense of eternal significance. Today I want to bring to you the story of how Jacob, one of the first things that Jacob did in order to, uh, to, to catalyst the significant change over his life. One of the things that we find was this, that it doesn't mean everyone was all of a sudden nice to Jacob or life went Jacob's way all the time. Well, the funny thing is that it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. And one of the things that we have to get over at some point is the expectations that life is just going to be rosy. One of the things about Jacob, Jacob had an encounter. In fact, he had two encounters with the Lord that radically changed his life forever. And one of the things it doesn't mean is this, that it doesn't all of a sudden, just because you have an encounter with the Lord, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be nice to you. It doesn't necessarily mean, in fact, I can guarantee you people won't be nice to you. It won't mean that life will go all your way at some particular time. 
that is not going to happen. And to have that expectation is, uh, is setting yourself up. But in fact, one of the things it does do, though, is something inside of you shifts. So regardless of what comes upon your path, what people may do, what people may say, what's on the inside, the transformation that takes place in your heart, will radically transform the world around you, regardless of what people do to you, or what people say to you, or what they don't do or say to you. Every person here has the opportunity, just like Jacob, to uh, have a radical impact, impact on, the, on the world around their life. Every person here has the opportunity to make a change, to add value into the world that can transform generations. There is not a person here in this place that does not have that possibility, that does not have that opportunity in front of you. One of the things that we found is that um, Jacob had an encounter with the Lord and God made some promises to Jacob. One of the things that Jacob <laughs> discovered is, is that life didn't always go as expected or planned. And maybe you're here today and you could reflect back upon your year, maybe even two years or even longer, it doesn't really matter, but you can reflect back upon your year. And many of us will come to a point where we could consider that life didn't always go as we planned. We're at this point of the year, and what we planned at this point last year can be radically different. People didn't do the things that they, we thought that they would do. Circumstances didn't work out the way that we thought or prayed or fasted that they would even work out like. People didn't be nice to it. The people that we thought would be nice, people that uh, we hoped we had, uh, hoped they would do things. Or what we find is when we reflect back, Life doesn't always work out and hasn't worked out as though I'd hoped. There's been some good times and there's been some not so good times. Every person in this place will, will walk through those times. But it's, it's the transformation, it's what on the heart and the inside of us that affects that. One of the things we find with Jacob is this, that Jacob had an encounter with, with Laban. This is after Jacob's encounter with God. He had a father-in-law by, by the name of Laban. And Laban was a man that did not, he should have, but he didn't deal with him fairly. We find that all of us will have people that don't deal with us fairly. Or what we hoped, or what we prayed, or what we believed for. We find that Jacob didn't get the wife that he wanted. How many, no, 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 we're not, not going to go there. <laughs> or the husband, or the, the boss that he... he he hoped he would work, he hoped he would get. You know, for some of us, we can look back and we think, I hope, I, I, I was actually hoping that my husband, or hoping that my wife would, didn't work out the way we hoped. Or I was hoping that my boss would, hoping that my, my work situation would change. I even fasted and prayed and believed God that my whole work situation would change, that my boss would change, but he didn't. Now what? <laughs> I prayed that my business would change and it didn't. Now what? All of us will go through these parts in our life where we, we face disappointment, we have expectations, we have hopes. Even maybe I didn't do what people would thought or hope would happen. But at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Life will not work out as always as we hope they would work out. The same thing with Jacob, regardless of how much we love God or how much we hold ourselves or whatever we do, life will simply not work out as that we hoped or expected. But what makes the difference, I believe, is what goes on in the inside. One of the things we found with Jacob was this, that regardless 
of what happened externally, regardless of what Laban did or what Laban did not. It, Laban, at some, in, some, in some occasions, also cheated him. Regardless of somebody, whether somebody cheats you or whether they don't cheat you, where somebody comes through for you or whether they don't come through for you, regardless of what happens, we find Jacob always remained in a place of empowerment. There was something that was inside the life of, life of Jacob that regardless of what good things or what bad things happened or what other people did or did not do, Jacob always moved forward in value. In other words, he lived under the blessing of God, even though it wasn't always apparent. He finds that Jacob always lived under the blessing of God. One of the things we find is this, that it's easy to get disheartened. Doubt gets into our heart, doubt about God, doubt about people, doubt about ourselves. Sometimes when life doesn't work out as we hoped or expected, it gets to the point where we feel like we're at the end of the road. And I would suggest that there are people here today, in your own life, you can come here and look happy, but in your heart, you find that you're at the end of the road at some things. Maybe you feel like you're at the end of the road in your work situation. Maybe you feel like you're at the end of the road in your job. Maybe you feel like you're at the end of your road in, your, in the walk with God. You may feel like you're at the wit's end in some parts of your life and you're wanting that to change. I don't know about you, but I've come to that point in some parts of my heart. And this is where I felt that the Lord spoke to me. But we find that this Laban, wherever he went, whatever he did, even though he was cheated, even though he was mistreated, what were the things we find that there, was, there seemed to be the blessing of God upon him? Jacob created value in everything he did, and everyone around him, including Laban, prospered. One of the first things that this, Jacob trusted God for his inheritance. Even though things didn't look like they were working out as we hoped or promised it would look like, God still was in control. There was no, def- there was no denying that uh, when, uh, when Laban continued to be blessed, after a while, there was no denying that Jacob was the source of their prosperity. When Jacob had fulfilled his obligations to Laban, Laban acknowledged Jacob's work and all the value he created from his years of service. It says in Genesis chapter 30, and verse 20 to 20, 26 to 27, it says, Give me my wives and children for whom I have served, and let me go, for thou know the service which I have done thee. And Laban said to him, I pray thee if I have favor, found favor in thine eyes, for I have learned by experience, that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. There was something that was going on in the inside of Jacob's life. Even though he was, treat, um, he was mistreated, even though he was disappointed and didn't initially get the wife he hoped he would get, there was something inside of him still kept trusting the Lord, still kept his hope on, on, on the promise of the Lord. And I want to encourage people here today, God has promised you things. God has given you dreams. God has put hopes and dreams and and ideas inside of your life. God has shown you a future. God has shown you a land of your own. But you'll find that there will be people in here you've you've walked through this year and things haven't worked out. You'll find that there'll be disappointment that has come around your life. Friends, there can be something that can shift on the inside. There is something that you can have on the inside that comes from a, that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That means whatever, doesn't matter what anyone else does, Actually, what happens in my life and around my life, people will prosper and people's lives will be blessed. It's a position that you take inside of your heart. 
I can tell you today, there are people in my heart and this week that have not done what they thought, what I thought or hoped they would do. But nonetheless, my life is still blessed. Nonetheless, no matter what people should have done or should not have done or anything like that, my life still remains blessed. Not only will it remain blessed, but the people around me will be blessed. Look at my daughter this morning. I want to tell you how you can get that. It doesn't come just by making good New Year's resolutions. There is something that you can have inside of your life that means doesn't matter what everyone else, anyone else may do, your life can still keep moving forward like the Bible says in Job, but the righteous keep moving forward regardless of what goes on. <laughs> in the midst of Job's heartache, in the midst of Job's uh, frustrations, in the midst of Job's pain, he's still got something inside of his heart. He says, but the righteous, and he's talking about himself. He's saying, doesn't matter what's going on around me, the righteous man, which is me, is going to still keep moving forward. The ones with a pure heart and clean hands will go from strength to strength. And the impact, the effect of that will be widespread. Interesting, I'm going to just bring it to a place here. Jacob's change, you can look at this encounter, you can look at the, the radical transformation. We're talking about a person who was a fraudster. We're talking about a person who was a liar, who was a cheat, who leveraged value off other people. The transformation from that man into the man where he's adding value to the whole world around him. Every person in his, in his influence was being blessed because of Jacob. That transformation alone is phenomenal. But it, doesn't st- it, it didn't even stop. He, it, Jacob just kept on getting blessed. Kept on getting blessed. Doesn't mean that people weren't bad or not, weren't nice and kind to him. He didn't face disappointment. Of course he faced that, but yet he still remained blessed and people around him still remain blessed. For me, that is what I want to build around my life. I want for my life to be in a place where, regardless of how disappointed I get, I'm still a remain in a place of empowerment. I still remain in a place of strength. I still remain in a place where the people around me are remaining blessed. And if you're around me, then you want to be really happy about that. So I'm believing. I tell you, man, I am believing that. I mean, I've felt some of your disappointment. I've felt where you're believing that God will break through in your business, but it doesn't look like it has. I feel that disappointment, but you've got to know, friends, that I am believing that the presence of God that's over my life and the favor of God that's over my life and our life will roll on to your life and you will be blessed. I will be holding on and I still hold on to the promise that God has for your life, that you will be blessed. Blessed to be a blessing, blessed to influence our world for Christ. It started... This whole transformation started from an encounter with Jake, with, with God. And this is what I want to bring out to you. It starts in, in Genesis chapter 28. It says here in Jacob, in verse 10, Jacob left Bathsheba and traveled toward Haran. And when he came to a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had gone down. Sometimes we feel we stop in our life because the sun seems to have gone down. And he took one of the stones from that place and put it under his head and lay down there. And he had a dream in which he saw a stairway set up on the earth and reaching up towards heaven. First point here, first of all, he said, he's in a place called Bathsheba. It's not, where the, it's not the place where they make beer. But Bathsheba was a place... It was an unassuming place. It was a barren place. 
But yet was also, sometimes we think about the significant points in our life. The significant change points are in a massive conference or sometimes that happens. But sometimes we find that God speaks to us in the most unusual places. I know for my life, when, my, when I felt the call of God to come back to New Zealand and to pick up the church, that place was in a very, very dry place. It was, in, it was a place called Quetta. It was the place which is on the very edge of Pakistan, and there is just a wild and dry place. You've got machine gun stacks about as high as this, high as this room. You go, you go, down, the, go down the road, you go down the, go down the road, and you'll see sandbags packed up about as high as the ceiling here with machine gun turrets at the top. You'll, you'll know that in that place is where the Al-Qaeda, the epicenter of Al-Qaeda was. You, it was the place where uh, the United States wanted to send their drones and start bombing people. It was in that place there, not in a conference that God spoke to me out in the open. Sometimes God speaks to you in the most unassuming places. But God used this barren and unassuming place to shape some of the most significant lives in the, in the Bible. The place of Beersheba, it was the last stop before the wilderness. Amazing this, that Bathsheba also became the departure point for many spiritual journeys. It was the, in one sense, it was the end of the road. Somebody say the end of the road. In one sense, it was the end of the road. It was like, it's where the road stopped and then there was wilderness. It was barren, it was an unassuming place. And some people, they find themselves at the end of the road and beyond the end of the road, it feels like wilderness. But that very place, the end of the road, also became for, me, for, for certain people the very place that God launched them into significance. The end of the road can be your launching pad for eternal significance. Wherever you are in your life, maybe you got to the end of your road in your business. Maybe you got to the end of your road in faith. Maybe you're in a place in your heart where you're disappointed. The end of your road cannot just be the end of the road for your life, but it can be the launching place for the, for the next season of your life. Abraham, Hagar, Jacob, and Elijah all experienced life and changing encounters with God in association with this place of Beersheba. And I believe that for many people, you come to a place where you, come, you feel like you're at the end of your road and you feel like what's on the other side? What's going to happen for next year? Jacob got to the place where he got to the end of the road. But at the end of the road, we find he had an encounter with the Lord. It also means the well of the oath, or the place of commitment. It was a place where Abraham, he dug a well, or he re-dug the well, but he also had to repurchase that well himself. Friends, I'm saying to this, because I want you to understand the significance of where we are today. We're in a wonderful church, we've got a great church, and Hawke's Bay is quite an unassuming place. It's kind of like, you know, these plains, and it gets a bit dry. It's a very unassuming place in some, place, in some respects. But one of the things we look back, we can find that God has used this place, this house, this nation, this city here, this church, to launch some incredible things, some incredible moves around the world. Around the world, I know that God has raised up amazing people out of this place, and who have gone on to change the world because they encountered God in a particular way. It means the well of the oath or the place of commitment. It is where Abraham dug or redug and purchased a well. No, recognize my own father, Pastor Mike, here today. This place is not just a place where we come and just gather, but it's a place where we meet God. It's a place where somebody somewhere before, her, before us has dug a well that brings life, spiritual life, to other people. 
I want to honor Pastor Mike and Joy for the well that they've dug in this place that has brought blessing to so many people. But this is a new generation. A new generation came to the same place, the same point, the same moment. All of these people came to the same point at the same moment, at the same place. Kind of sounds weird, but anyway. But they all encountered the Lord. It means the last stop and a point of new beginning. Jacob goes on, it says here, and he had a dream. And in it he saw a stairway going up on the earth with its top reaching the heavens. And he saw the angels of God going up and down on it. And the Lord was standing above it saying, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you the land on which you are lying to you and your descendants. And your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the east and to the west and to the north and to the south. Through you and through your descendants, every family on earth, every family on earth, everyone will be blessed. Everyone. It's amazing. Every family on earth will be blessed. Remember, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land because I will not leave you until I do what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and shouted out, Certainly, surely, the Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it. Amazing, just that piece of scripture, just that that line. The Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. It's amazing amazing how powerful and how wonderful the Lord is. But yet how smooth and how gentle he is at the same time that we could be in the presence of the Lord and not even be aware of it. That the presence of the Lord could come into a place, but yet we're so caught up with other things that we would not encounter him. Maybe here this morning and you've got a whole bunch of things in your mind. Friends, I want to encourage you, I want to bring to you today that the presence of the Lord is in this place right now. Certainly, surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't even know it. And his response was this. Filled with awe and worship, he said, How amazing or how incredible this place is. Certainly this house is the house of God and the gateway to heaven. And then Jacob made a vow saying, If God be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, give to me the bread and clothing to eat, that I may come back to my father's house in peace and the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be the Lord's house. And all of that which you gave me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Friends, I believe that we're in a place, in a time in our lives right now where we need to encounter the Lord afresh. doesn't matter what is going on in your life. doesn't matter how your year has been. There's a time when you can come and encounter the Lord afresh and in the most unassuming place. One of the responses, two of the responses that Jacob gave was one, he gave his heart in worship. When you give your heart in worship, when you allow the Lord to commune with you, when you allow to, when you just forget about the person next to you, when you forget about what's going on around you, when you start to give the Lord your affection, when you start to give the Lord your emotion, when you start to give the Lord your heart and your spirit, you'll find He'll come and He will meet you. The other thing He did was He made a commitment. Friends, all of us, have come to a place where we've got to make fresh commitment, I believe, to the Lord. 
I believe that God has got so much for us in the new year. I believe that God has got so much in the years ahead of us. Even in that promise as I was reading that before. Through you, all the nations, all the nations, all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And I'm believing that your life could have an impact where the nations of the earth, not just starting with your own family, starting with your own workplace, moving out to a point where the whole nations, the nations of the world would be blessed because of an encounter with the Lord. Jacob had two encounters with the Lord. This is the first one. But you notice his response was that of a commitment. The commitment was a vow, a commitment that he made to the Lord. The second one he did, he sealed that commitment with an offering. He sealed that commitment with a, with a, with a, with a purpose that everything he gets from God, he will give a ten. It wasn't just a one-off. He just made a decision to live a life out of principle, live a life out of generosity. Instead of being a person who wants something for nothing, made a decision that he's going to continually make a habit to bless the Lord. And as a result of that, the nations of the earth will be blessed. Friends, I'm believing today, if you're here today and you've come to the end of the road in some part of your life, if you come to a point where the road in your work or the road in your, wherever it is, has come to an end or come to a point where beyond that is barrenness. Friends, at that point, you can come and make an altar before the Lord and give your heart and worship and He will come and He will meet you. I promise you. As he cut, his presence will come and touch your life. Your life will be transformed from this moment on. Maybe if you come to the end of the road, maybe this is the time for you to renew your commitment to the Lord again. Maybe your heart has got disappointed. Maybe uh, things have got around you. This could be an opportunity for you to reconnect with the Lord. Commitment is not committed. Commitment unless you've been, unless you've had the opportunity to be not committed. People will say, yeah, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to you. But the next thing you know, they're not here. <laughs> We're talking about a place of commitment. Beersheba, was a place of the oath, a place of the vow. It's a place where you come and you meet with God and you make a commitment, a life commitment to Him. Maybe you're here today and you haven't received, you've never ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Friends, you could come and you could meet with the Lord this morning and, and make a commitment to Him because the Lord made a commitment to, to, to Jacob. You could meet with the Lord. You could enter into a covenant relationship. The Lord will bless you. But you've got to give your heart to the Lord and trust Him. Friends, if you do that, your life could be radically transformed forever. Why don't we just stand to our feet right now and lift our hands. I believe the presence of the Lord is in this place right now. Surely the presence of the Lord was here. Surely God was here. Now let him miss it. Lord, we don't want to miss your presence this morning. We don't want to be distracted by anything. Lord, we want our lives to count. Lord, we want our lives to, to have an eternal value, to have an eternal impact. Lord, we want our lives to, to add value into the world around us. We want our lives to count, Lord. Lord, we want your promises to be fulfilled over our lives today. So this morning, Lord, we come into your presence. We honor you, Lord. We commit our hearts, we commit our lives afresh to you, Lord. Lord, let this moment 
31st of of December, 2017. Let it be a place, let it be a time, let it be a moment right now where our lives are transformed forever. We adore you, great I am. We thank you, Lord, for the many miracles that you're going to do through our lives. We thank you for the nations that you will touch through us. We thank you for the cities that you'll be blessed because of us. Because of this moment that we have with you right now. Come on, let's encounter the Lord this morning. this morning. We honor you, Father. We adore you, great I am. We adore you, great I am. We are standing in your presence. Let your Come on, the presence of the Lord is here this morning. We adore you, great I am. We adore you, great I am. We are standing in your presence. Let your glory be. Come on, the presence of the Lord is here this morning. Come on, just reach out to him. Still in this place this morning. The elders all cry, the angels all cry, the saints all cry. The elders all cry, the angels. Come on, just reach out to him right now. Come on. The saints all cry. Come on, let's give him the worship he deserves. The elders all cry, the angels all cry, the saints all cry. It's the end of disappointment today. It's a new beginning for your life. A new beginning for your life today. A new beginning for your life today.
stand in your presence this morning. Lord, let our hearts be shifted this morning, Father. Thank you, Lord, this is the end of the line of disappointment. This is the end of the line for some people here this morning, and it's the start of a new walk with you. Where's Miami? Miami. I just felt the Lord wants to say to you this morning, It's the end of the line in one sense, but it's the start of a new season for your life. It's the end of a line. Some things you've got to let go. I I believe in this next next year, you will encounter the Lord afresh in a new way. You'll find that the things, the baggage that has been on your life is going to start to fall off. The Lord wants to encourage you this morning just to trust Him. To trust Him. You felt His presence and his, his, His hand is upon your life. No matter what happens to you, and no matter what comes upon your path this, this coming year, the Lord is going to bring you forward. The Lord is going to bless you. The Lord is going to use you to bring value, to, to, to change the lives of many people. Many people are going to be blessed because of you. Many young people's lives are going to be blessed for you by you. The Lord wants to encourage you this morning. This is the start of a new life for you. Over this period, even right now, you're going to experience the touch of the Lord upon your life. It's going to be the end of the line of one sense, but it's the start of a new season for your life. Matthew, I just believe too for you, this is the end of a line for you, but it's the start of a new season for your life. To lift your eyes, the nations will be blessed. Nations will be blessed because of you. I encourage you today to spend the time to encounter the Lord. People's lives will be touched. People's lives will be transformed. People will be blessed because of you. Georgia, people's lives will be transformed and blessed because of you. This is the end of the line from one sense, but it's the start of a new one for you. Peter and Henrietta, same for you. It's the end of the line in one sense for you, but it's going to be the start of a new one for you as well. Things haven't worked out as you hoped or believed that there would or anything like that, but the Lord would say to you today, this is going to be the start of a new season for you. It's a new line. It's a new road. It's a time of significance for you. God's going to bless your life. Joseph, it's the same for you too. The Lord's got you. It's almost like you're at a point of the end of the line. But there's a new line about to open for your life. You're about to encounter the Lord afresh over your life. And the nations will be blessed because of you. God is going to raise you up as a man of prominence. God will raise you up as a man of blessing that will bring favor to so many people. The nations will be blessed because of you. Don't be, don't be discouraged by what's happened in this last year or this last season. Don't be discouraged. God's hand is upon your life. You're going to encounter the Lord afresh in these next coming days, I believe. You're going to start to experience His presence afresh upon your life. Something is going to shift inside of your heart. God has got His hand upon your life. You're about to walk into a new season of transformation. You're about to walk into a a new season of blessing. Love you, man. Come on, just one more time. Just lift your hands. You're here today. You need a new, fresh, new touch of God upon your life. Father, we just if you just if you want to come to the front, if you want to, we've just got a bit of time. We're going to close the service now. But if you want to come to the front and just meet with the Lord on your own, 
come and encounter him, come and worship him this morning. I would invite you to come make your way out of your seat this morning. Just come up the front here. Let's worship and meet, meet the Lord this morning. Come on, let's worship. thank you this morning for every household here. Father, I thank you today for every life. Lord, I pray today, Lord, your presence would come and meet with every person here right now. Lord, we thank you that this is the gate of heaven. The gate of heaven is in our hearts. Lord, we ask today, Lord, that that gate would be open, that will remain open in our lives, that nations will be blessed, that people around us will be blessed. Father, we come into this new year purposeful in our heart to meet with you and encounter you. Lord, we give you honour, we give you all the glory. Lord God's people said, come on, Lord God's people said. We're going to have a fantastic new year. And I'm going to come into this new year starting with prayer and fasting. I don't know about you, but I'm believing for God to transform us. I'm believing for a fantastic new year. Have a good one, everybody, and we will see you again in the new year. Come on.